Welcome back to another episode of The Loyalists. We're 16 deep, Sam. That's pretty crazy. It's surprising. Uh, would have bet money we would be done after 10. Uh, it's nice to get to 16. Uh, can't wait for another suboptimal 16. So it's been fun. I wonder what the stat is on how many episodes most mid-20s white guys get through before quitting. Yeah, it's a good question. I'd give it, I'd give it over under 11 and a half, and I'm proud that we hit my theoretical over. 11 and a half probably isn't bad. Um, how many episodes did the other Loyalist podcasts make? I believe it. I believe there's 11. It's kind of really where I'm basing all my data from. <laughs> Hashtag so there's another, there's another Loyalist um, podcast that was made in peak COVID. Um, and maybe you guys have seen, came across this when you've tried to look for our podcast, maybe. Um, but I, I believe it's about like post-apocalyptic, like what the world looks like in like 2073 and what people are doing and like how they're sustaining life, which I don't know, maybe just watch any movie that's about that. But like, I'm, I'm lashing out because like, this is our podcast name, even though he got to it first and he's only got 11 episodes. So I'm, I I might start contacting people to get it taken down. I would, I think one of our goals should definitely be during an international break, do a review of the other loyalist podcasts. I think that should definitely be on our radar. I don't hate it. I definitely don't hate it. Um, yeah, I, we should listen. I want to listen because I'm curious why it's called the Loyalists. Like we're <laughs> we're called the Loyalists because we're loyal to the greatest league in sports, and we're Americans. But I have no idea what this guy could be loyal to in 2073 post-apocalypse. Yeah, it, it's tough to draw parallels without knowing anything about the program, but um, we're here. Um, beat that loyalist, so good for us. Good for us. The Phils are out. That's another thing that happened. We should update the yeah. people. The Philadelphia, Philadelphia yet again blew a lead um, 2-0. Yeah. That was cool. Um, came back to Philly up 3-2. Surely in the most energetic atmosphere in Major League Baseball. They would get it done to get to the World Series for the second year in a row, but they couldn't. Um, And I kind of kept coming back to what Sam said uh, a couple pods ago when he was describing what he would, how he would consider Arsenal if they weren't to beat City without Rodri. And he was like, I just think they're fake if they can't do that. And I think that's what I think of the Phillies. I just think they're fake. Um, Sucks because I really liked a lot of aspects of this team. I went to game one of this series where they won 5-3, and it was amazing. Core memory, Schwarber and Harper hitting two home runs in the first inning. But now that core memory is soiled, so whatever. I went to the 10 nothing game, um, so I, I think I'm back up. I'm not a big baseball guy, so it uh, didn't really affect me the way it was for others. Um, I kept just sending around uh, Mikel Arteta gifs to everyone, uh, just saying join the bandwagon uh, for everyone that was complaining to me about baseball. So in my eyes, I had a good time. Uh, I feel bad for everyone else. You know, it's crazy. 
And then them losing to Game 7, like, that's got to cut very, very deep. That that definitely cuts deep. It is crazy. They never won in Philly without the Loyalists in attendance. Take that for data. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying we're everything, but that seems like something. But we're not Um, nothing. We're definitely not nothing. But good news. Um... I'm wearing my Eagles hoodie. The birds are flying high. Just beat the Finns six and one. Uh, I believe they're third right now in odds to win the Super Bowl, which is kind of offensive because the Chiefs have one person to throw to, and the Niners are starting Sam Darnold this week. But it's fine. Nobody likes us. And we don't care. <laughs> yeah, um, I I'm worried about Taylor Swift at this point. Um, just feel like there could be an agenda there. Just feel like you're going to get some calls. Um, if there's any fan base I'm more afraid of than like an NFL franchise, it's Taylor Swift fans. Um, you know, the chiefs get a holding call that stalls them on a drive. Would not surprise me. The Swifties absolutely finding a ref, um, his house and ruining his entire life. So, um, definitely afraid of that. There were Uh, some high quality, there were some high quality memes this week because last week uh, Taylor was at a game and Travis went down in the end zone. He got tackled and she just started freaking out. And it was like, man, just imagine if she was a fan of Paul George or if she was dating Paul George or something like that. Um, those were all really funny. Uh, yeah. There were some good ones for soccer too. Yeah. A lot of Reese James ones. Um, those are mean. Uh are they funny objectively? Yes. Are they mean? Yes. Um, but you know, shouldn't joke about guys getting injured. But it, it was it was kind of funny. It just seems the amount of content they're churning out of this new relationship. It it worries me that it that it'll bring the Chiefs to the Super Bowl just because the NFL wants the Swifties to watch. I just I need like. I don't know anything about Brittany Mahomes, but people seem to like actively dislike her. I just need Brittany to get jealous of Taylor in some capacity. And then I think they seem like they're really hitting it off so far. I know. And it it does seem like that. Uh, It's something to monitor. Um, Saw Jackson Mahomes was there uh, smiling with them. Uh, Swifties get your house in order. You want her associated with freaking Jackson Mahomes. That guy's a sleazeball. He's a felon. I think he's a, he should be. <laughs> um, no, but there's good things going on in Philly. Um, besides the birds, the Sixers start up tonight, and uh, I just want to publicly announce that I'm disavowing this season. Um, I've told a lot of my group chats I don't want to see texts. Yo, Jake, did you see this about the Sixers? Because it's – I'm taking a break. Um, I've never been one to support jumping ship on a team, but they've hurt me a lot. Uh, and I'm testing the testing the waters, free agency. Jake, I have something. Um, I have something to confess to. What's that? My friends told me to download this game called Rainbow Six Siege. I don't know if you know anything about it. I've heard of it. I never played it. But I th- I think I think I've hit my gaming I think 
I lost my fastball on gaming because I tried to play the demo and just like learn how to play and I couldn't figure it out. Like, and I, when I say I couldn't <laughs> figure it out, it was like when you give your dad the controller in Call of Duty and he's never played a shooter before. You can lean certain ways. I, I was in a blender. Nothing was wrong with you, dude. You're just 27. Yeah, I'm just washed. And, yeah. and it has to be said. No, it definitely does. It sucks. Um, no, I mean, it's all right. I, I've kind of just, I know my limits. I, I choose my shots really carefully these days with gaming. I don't really jump into anything I, I know I can't handle. Uh, it's basically... It's basically COD, Fortnite, maybe a little bit of FIFA. Sometimes I'll start a new RPG like Jedi Fallen Order or Elden Ring. But for the most part, I'm I'm sticking to stuff I know. And I I, I think you you went a little bit too far into the deep end with that one, buddy. Yeah, I did. Um, also, I bought, I gotta, I, go, go for it. Go for it. No, you're good. I bought Nintendo Switch Sports. Unbelievable game. It's just we. It's just Wii Sports, but a little more jacked up. Unbelievable game. What a great time. Can't recommend it more. Also, I'm just the greatest Mario Party player that ever was. So um, that's fine. I don't need any of these other dumb games. Like, play a real game. There's a reason I've never played you in Mario Party. I just refuse to. I've been you in Smash but I and Mario Kart, and I'm proud to say that, but I, I would never even try to play you in Mario Party. Um I have to ask for the listeners, did you purposely move on from the Sixers right away because you're just done with them as well? Yeah, disavow. Um, <laughs> I'm convinced we're tanking this year. Um, if they wanted to actually like help Joel's career, they would just say he's hurt already. Uh, and I know the NBA doesn't. The NBA just put out something. Uh, they're investigating James Harden not being at the game uh, tonight. Uh, there's not much to investigate. He clearly doesn't want to play for the team and wants to get traded. So, no, dude, it's it's actually deeper than that. We don't have to go all the way into it, but <laughs> he showed up like multiple reports that he showed up and we turned him away with like his that, bags like, packed. With his bags packed. So that's that's awesome. Um, I love that we never have issues with our basketball team. Yeah, that's that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is the fact that I have. A Ben Simmons jersey and a James Harden jersey. Oh. And a Kai Havertz jersey. And I just yeah. keep making really, really shitty investments. Yeah. Um, but we move on. You know, you live and you learn. Uh, I think Kai Havertz can still have a moment. I think he's been better than most fans think. Definitely, I think he's been better than Sam thinks. Sam is totally out on the guy. I Maybe it's just because I have his jersey, but... I think he's shown promise in certain areas. We just got to figure it out a little bit better. The guy's twenty four, like, and he's six foot four. He's a m- massive human being. So, I see, I see potential there. I'm not ready to to throw that one away. But James Harden is dead to me, and so is Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, speaking of investments, uh, I'm ready to finally go positive. Listen, if if it ever was our week. We have been like, if we're going to go glass half full on this, we haven't been negative in nearly a month. So we are creeping towards it and we aren't doing bad. We just aren't doing good either. So I I think if we were ever to go up, it's now. 
And I think we're going to really test fate and do exactly that and not allow us a chance to go even again. Yeah, they don't want us to go even, the haters and losers. Um, this is exact. We got them exactly where we want them, Jake. So uh, I'm hyped going into this week. I'm hyped going into this week for that purpose. I'm not hyped going into this week for the slate because it is a bunch of dog shit and then the Manchester Derby. Um, But we can jump right into it if you want. Um, Let me just read it for the listeners just so you know what to expect. Um, We need to get a producer to start doing timestamps for us because I'm I'm definitely not your guy for that. Uh, But... We got Crystal Palace versus Tottenham at Palace. Chelsea hosting Brentford. Palace-Tottenham is tomorrow at 3, by the way. Friday night game. Um, Chelsea hosting Brentford. Arsenal hosting Sheffield. Bournemouth hosting Burnley. Wolves hosting Newcastle. West Ham hosting Everton. Brighton hosting Fulham. Luton going to Aston Villa. Forest at Anfield for Liverpool. And City United at Old Trafford Sunday at 11.30 to end the weekend. Now, just point to one thing that you're excited for, if, like, besides your own team. Hmm. Honestly, I was excited about exactly zero games until uh, I started looking at some odds. Um, and there are some interesting lines that we're going to talk about as we go through this slate. But looking at this game, face va- these games' face value just – Absolute trash. It's really going to test Sam and I's, like, Sam and I's grind for this podcast because we are going to subject ourselves to watch. Normally we try to do, like, at least five to six of these games, and we're going to try our best. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> we're, we're people, too, okay? We're people, too, with real lives. So we're going to try our best, but... This is a tough slate. This is a yeah. really tough slate. At least Jake will have to watch Manchester United. I, I will take away that from this weekend. At least he'll be <laughs> required to watch it. So no way for him to wiggle out of that. So that'll be cool. That's true. That's true. United City is going to be really interesting. Um, but I don't want to start there. We'll leave that for the end because it really is the only interesting game. Um but there are interesting odds, like Sam mentioned before. So let's start there uh, with tomorrow's game. At 3 o'clock Eastern, Palace are pl- hosting Tottenham. Now, Palace, we've been pretty critical of up to this point. We definitely think they've been fortunate. They got dogged by Newcastle. Um, but there's always been a sense of, like, at Palace is a tough game. Like, I feel like I've heard managers and players say that for years and years. Um and the line like really reflects that. Tottenham are obviously in first place by themselves. Uh, they're seven two and zero, which is just astounding. They're playing out of their minds, yet they're minus one twenty five for this game. I don't know if that spells draw or what. I don't, like, what, what do you what do you take out of that? I don't know. I guess I guess Palace and Spurs are going to draw. I don't know. It it makes no sense to me. Um, Spurs should be minus 220 in this game. I'd feel way better for them if they were minus 220 instead of minus 125. I just feel like they're begging you to take Spurs. And I guess it's one of those atmospheres, and we talked about Friday night games, and it's a London Derby. So uh, 
I guess they're just banky. I guess Vegas expects chaos. So it's good for the neutral because it's going to be a fun game to watch. Good way to start our weekend. But um, don't really have a read on this game. I'm very confused. I would say Spurs would dominate this game, but I guess not. Yeah. uh, Is there like, is anybody hurt? Maybe we probably should have checked this beforehand. Um, I can pull it up on the athletic now if you've got anything else. Um, I think that uh, Spurs injury report, San Antonio Spurs come up. You hate to see that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I would say, I, I don't know. I, I would, Spurs are just significantly better than Palace and Palace are just not an informed team. So I, I'm not sure what kind of issue they would have in this game unless like you said, Madison is hurt or Son is hurt. Um, everyone so, else, I think, is replaceable. Um, Pape Sar has recovered from an illness. Ben Davies coming back from a knock. Who cares? Uh, Basum- Basuma's back from suspension. And then it's just Perisic, Solomon, Ben Tanker, Sassanian, and Alfie Whiteman, whoever the fuck that is, uh, remain long-term absent- absentees. So they've none of them have been playing, so... Yeah, I guess this is just this is just a a rat line from Vegas, and they probably think this is a draw or even crazier a Palace win because Tottenham haven't lost yet this season. So, listen, as an Arsenal fan, I'm fully okay with that, uh, but I just think this is a stay away in terms of gambling aspect. For sure, I uh, completely agree. I'll, I'll have a good time watching it, but definitely don't want to have money on either side. It just feels. Very uncomfortable in this game. Um, but best way to start your weekends. Nice, fr- cheeky Friday night game. So. We love those. Um, but then you start off Saturday and you have a couple teams that this pod publicly hates. Um, Chelsea and Brentford. Now, yeah. we have established that, or well, I have established that I think Chelsea are on the up and up. I don't know that I'm like taking them to be top six or anything like that. Let's hold our horses. But I definitely saw a lot more promise out of them than Sam did in the game last weekend against Arsenal. Um, And then Brentford are kind of just chaotic. uh, And I, like I said, I I look at them like, no, I said Nottingham Forest. I look at them like the Chargers, but I kind of feel the same way about Brentford. Like you just, you never know with them. Um, Chelsea are home and they're minus 160 in this game. Um, which I think is probably the right number. Doesn't seem like anything fishy is going on there. Um, and I mean, they should win. It's at seven thirty. It's the early game. They're by themselves, so I expect Chelsea to to get a W here. How about you? Yeah, I do expect Chelsea to take care of business. Um, this Brentford side is pretty poor. Um, Chelsea will definitely want to build off that result against Arsenal. Uh, and if they start the way they did in the first half against Arsenal, I think that they can handle this game pretty comfortably. I agree with you. Um, sorry, I was just pulling something up because I realized Google has the head-to-head record of the last five matches. Um, so I just thought maybe revisiting Tottenham Palace, like maybe there was something there. Um, <laughs> but 
You, if you guys are just listening, Jake is just like has just been furiously pressing on his iPad that's next to him, just trying to find some kind of logic how Spurs are only <laughs> minus one twenty five against this bad Crystal Palace side. He's trying to just find like create something that isn't there, and I I love. I really that. have been. I've really been working hard. Um, <laughs> no, the last last. The last five matches, it's four wins to Tottenham and one win to Palace, and that's like the old Tottenham that were bad. So I'm, we just got to say this is this is Vegas cheese and move on. Um, but interestingly enough, in the Chelsea Brentford, they're two one and two in their last five matches, so it's been even. And as of right now, uh, Chelsea are tenth and uh, Brentford are fourteenth. So it's a mid-table clash, but. I don't know. All that kind of just makes me like Chelsea more with those odds. Yeah, uh, I like we. I think we both like Chelsea in this game. Um, definitely worth a look at minus one sixty. Uh, it's a lot to lay. Probably have to couple it with something else. But uh, I definitely do see them taking care of business in this game. Um, that organized press, if they can sustain, start to sustain that for longer periods of games, they're going to be very challenging for mid table and lower. Lower level sides. All right, so then we got uh, our 10 o'clock slate, which is just more shit. Um, even my own team plays at 10 o'clock, but uh, it's a terrible game. They're playing Sheffield, who to this point have been the worst team in the league. Um, they're 0-1-8, and eight, and they have a goal differential of 17, um, <laughs> negative 17. They've conceded 24 goals to this point and scored seven. Um and yeah, they're just really bad. Um, Arsenal are minus nine fifty in this game. They're at the Emirates, um, and if they drop points at all, uh, I, they might be dead to me for a couple weeks because this team sucks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at this head to head now. I'm just in a pissy mood because I remembered that Arsenal lost to Sheffield one 0 on October twenty first, twenty nineteen. So that's pretty sick. Uh, old days coming back to to haunt me a little bit, but. That's not us anymore. We're good. Um, yeah, this is this is the biggest uh, favorite by far this weekend. Like Aston Villa is playing Luton at Villa Park, and they're minus four hundred, like less than half these odds. So this is like a lock. Like Arsenal will win this game. Yeah, I don't think much analysis needs to be given. Uh, just this is just the worst game that Sheffield could have on the schedule at the Emirates. I think it'll be. I don't know. It feels like it could be a four four nail four one something like that. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of one way traffic, maybe seventy five percent position for Arsenal, and just really cruise to an easy victory. Let's hope so. I mean, we tend to Arsenal tend to make it interesting for us, but I really hope so. Uh, I believe Sam and I will be at misconduct for this one. Um, trying to promote the podcast a little bit more. So hopefully we can see a W among a lot of other fans. That would be nice. Agreed. Joyous. Would be very nice. Google Analytics have Arsenal 89% chance to be victorious. So that's <laughs> sick. Um, Shout out Vince Vaughn. Yep. The internship. Okay. Bournemouth Burnley. God bless people tuning in for this one. Like, Growing up Jesus. in my mouth. Right. This is a rough game. 
So this is a true relegation six-pointer with Burnley at 18th, Bournemouth at 19th, and the winner destined to go uh, clear of the relegation zone with Luton playing Villa. So it's a really important game for both these sides, yet I feel like it'll probably look disgusting. Um, yeah, I, I don't see Luton getting any points out of Villa, so this is like you're free of the relegation zone and really, really important for them for either side to win this. It's at Bournemouth, but the Bournemouth have yet to get a victory yet this season. Um, did I say the Bournemouth? The Cherries have yet to get a victory yet this season, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what this is an under for me. Under looks good. I actually like Bournemouth in this game. I, I thought they played well against Wolves and were very unlucky to go down to 10 men. Um, yeah, so I, I do like Bournemouth. I think Burnley are are an absolute disaster, and this will be a game that they're obviously up for because it's a relegation six-pointer. Also, consecutive home games. I like that trend as well. So I definitely wouldn't – I hate to do it, but – I would definitely nominate Bournemouth plus 115 as one of our picks. You have a problem. Um, gun to your head, who's the worst of these four teams? Luton. <laughs> That's mean. I, w- That's I, won't, I, I won't stop. I won't – Luton are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sam texts me once a weekend saying Luton are so bad, dude. Because – He's usually the one watching their games because Sam grinds a lot more than me uh, on these <laughs> weekends. But um, he's, he'll just text me, Luton are so bad, dude. And nothing nothing but agreement. But I still love that my preseason pick was blindly Luton to stay up, and they are staying up right now. That's <laughs> It brings me a lot of joy because it's just kind of funny because they, they probably are the worst. But I would – I don't know. I might say Burnley. It's, it's close. I mean, Burnley the- – the reason why I hate Loon is, like, at least Burnley are fun, even though they get smacked. You know what I mean? What about Sheffield, dude? We're not even giving them any credit in this potential worst team in the league. Sheffield has got to be up there. Um, fuck. There are a lot of bad teams. I think we should, while we're doing this, we should give a quick rundown of the what's going on in the championship because I firmly believe – Leicester and Leeds could be any of these teams. Like, to like if it was a season of twenty-two teams, I think Leicester and Leeds would finish above both of them. Um, Leicester are twelve zero and one in the championship, so they're they're coming back up. Uh, Vardy only has four goals this season. I did some research, guys, today. So yeah, you should be impressed. I did some research, <laughs> but uh, um, Nacho has a lot of uh, goals for Leicester. And uh, who's the guy that has two name, two last names? He's been scoring. He was doing well at the end of last season. Um, he's like the league leader. Uh, hold on, standby. Um, Leeds are in third, and Ipswich Town is in second. That's your championship update. See, I think I like Bournemouth long term. I don't know what the odds are for them to stay up, but they're going to get Tyler Adams back at some point too, and I think that's going to like help them tremendously. Uh, Not until February, dude. I know, but we're get we're going to get there. They're going to win right here. It's going to be a relegation six pointer. Then they're out of the drop zone. They're going to get Tyler Adams back while being out of the drop zone. K- 
Kieran Dewsbury Hall. That's who I was thinking of. Do you remember him? Dewsbury Hall. Yeah. But that's uh, that's your update for the championship, and that's that's who Bournemouth and and Burnley are going to be playing next season. But (laughs) Southampton are in fifth, um, so that's sad. They're six, three, and four. That really sucks. It's it's always interesting for me to check up on this because it's like these teams were all on the prem at some point. You got Watford in fifteenth. Oh, like, oof. God, Watford's cold, in fifteenth. Cold night in Stoke five one and seven and seventeenth. Um, Swansea nineteenth. QPR twenty third. Holy hell! Yeah, really crazy. Q, QPR is probably going to League One. Them in Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, who I always had a soft spot for because I love the name. Um, QPR I always really liked when I was younger because I was a big Adele Tarop fan in FIFA. Um, so just hate to see that. But that's your uh, that's your bi-monthly championship update. Yeah. On to the next game. Um, but, yeah, I guess we might like Bournemouth in that spot. I don't know. That's sick. To I me, like them. We'll, see. we'll talk okay. about it. Um. Wolves Newcastle. This one feels exactly the same way as Tottenham to me. Uh, though Wolves are kind of looking streaky right now. I feel like their last win was a little fraudulent against a shitty Bournemouth side. Um, and they have pretty much the same odds as Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Newcastle in the minus 125 away spot this time. And Wolves plus 340, I think. Um I feel like it's another stay away. I don't know. Might might end up being a draw, but I'm not touching it. Yeah. Um, so Tenali has been suspended from all football for ten months. That's something we should say. That that's been formally announced. So he will miss the rest of the season and the Euros, which is sick. Um, but because of that, Newcastle kind of humbled in the Champions League a little bit uh, this past week. Um, they lost to Dortmund. They lost to Dortmund, right? They did. They lost to Dortmund. Um, oh, this is why the odds are like this. Right. Sorry, were you going to say this? Well, yeah. Isak's hurt. Oh, I didn't know he was hurt. Isak's hurt, and he's probably out for this game and the game against Arsenal. Interesting. I still like Newcastle Wolves over two and a half, um, even without Isak. I know Isak's been great, but... Um, I like them over two and a half. That's minus 141. I'm going to pair that with something else later, I think. And it's going to be one of my nominations. Uh, I just don't like necessarily betting on Newcastle. I know they've been good in the Prem again. Uh, no Tenali. I just think it could be trouble. And I like the idea of Wolves like grabbing one on the road and then they're just kind of being chaos. It's not the Wolves of old. They don't really defend very well. They'll let in a few goals as well. So I like over two and a half. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't hate it. I'm gonna let you let you cook. We'll discuss at the end. Um, I want to sidebar. I want to sidebar and say something. And, Go ahead. And you probably still disagree, but uh, this Champions League, this past game, and like some of our other guys underperforming lately. Just bringing this back to Arsenal for a second. I think Declan Rice is worth 105 million pounds. <laughs> I I fundamentally disagree with you. 
but okay. Just wanted to say that. Uh, I've fully drank the Kool-Aid. I love him so much. He does so many good things, and I think he's as good as Rodri or better. Um, Sam totally disagrees, and that's fine, <laughs> but if Declan Rice was French, he would agree with me, so it's fine. Is what it is. Not directionally correct. Directionally correct. <laughs> Whatever. That was my sidebar. <laughs> Listeners, give me give me a text or a shout out. I don't think he's worth 105 million pounds in like or 105 million euros, whatever it was, in like 2014. But I do think he's worth that right now. And uh, if you agree with me, give me some short some sort of um, recognition. Either text me or tweet me because I don't want to be alone in this because I think I'm right. Um, moving on because Sam's pissed at me for that take. Uh, <laughs> West Ham Everton. So this one's weird. Um, West Ham are kind of like, I wanted to talk to you about this. West Ham are kind of like in pretty bad form out of nowhere. They lost to Olympiacos today. Um, I think it was in Greece, but still uh, tough. And then last week they get dogged by Villa. I know it's we established Villa Park's a fortress, and we like Villa more than we have all season, but that's pretty wild. And then today, um, I was looking at odds, uh, futures, for um, to make top four. And Brighton and Villa have the same odds, at plus 340 at an off chance um, to make top four. And then West Ham have plus 6,800. And I just did not think they were that different. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just, anytime it feels like West Ham have an opportunity to make up ground on anyone or play a big team, it feels like they fall pretty flat. Um, man, 6,800 is a big ass number though. I, uh, it crazy. I don't think they're like, whatever that is, like. 20 times, literally 20 times worse than Villa and Brighton. I don't, that doesn't feel right to me, but Vegas know better than me. No, that feels, that feels very aggressive. Um, what's their, they're in ninth right now. How many points? 14 and top four is 20. So it's making up a six point gap. I guess, I, I, my guess is they just, Vegas has no confidence in West Ham being able to get results against the big, big sides. Um, because you can't make up ground unless you get results against them, unfortunately. So uh, I am worried about West Ham in this game. These This line doesn't make sense either. Everton have been playing better ball than people think. And maybe they sneak a result here. It's at West Ham. Um, but yeah, Everton are what, plus 250? Uh, West Ham plus 110? Yeah, Everton plus 240, West Ham plus 110. Sounds like a rat to me, just scampering across the floor. Sure does seem like a rat. It, it seems way too good to be true, and I'm not going to do it because especially you're coming back from – it was in Olympiacos, right, that game? I believe it was in Greece, yep. Yeah, I just – no thanks. No thanks for me, dog. I'm staying off. All right, so moving on to um, Brighton hosting Fulham. Uh, you have any overwhelming thoughts on this game before I jump in? Um, Fulham stink. 
I don't feel like watching this team. Um, and I'm tired of them, me being like, oh, they could be good because they're not. Oh, sidebar also. Um, Everton could be in trouble with financial fair play. Um, there wild, have been, wild report. There have been reports that Everton could have a 12-point deduction, which would be fucking sick. Um, how on earth Everton have sold their best players and loaned out a bunch of players and are playing Ashley Young at right back and could somehow not be in financial fair play compliance is absolutely insane. Um, shout out to Man City's lawyers because my guys are out here grinding. I don't understand it. I don't understand it one bit. I feel like Everton have spent like 30 million pounds in the last five years and like Chelsea have spent 700, but Everton are in potential of getting 12 points deducted. What would that leave them at negative five? How does that even work? I don't know how it works. I don't know if you can go negative. Um, I imagine if you can't go negative, they'd want the deduction immediately. So they just go to zero. I guess so. It feels like I'm playing. Tw- <laughs> it feels like I'm playing twenty one or something. It's pretty crazy. It uh, and, it, uh, it feels a little wacky. Um, Everton just got tapped by financial fair play. Maybe they wait till you get to twelve and then take it away. Uh, surprise attack! Yeah, that would be <laughs> wild. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That I it feels shitty. But Sam and I were talking about early in the season, like why the hell are Everton selling all their best players? So maybe that was breadcrumbs because Sam. Sam and I literally said on like first transfer window podcast, like they seem like they're trying to be bad because they just offloaded a Wobie. Um, didn't make sense to us at the time, but maybe this is all part of that. I don't know. That's my only potential explanation. Yeah, very weird. Um, um, so we were on Brighton Fulham. Yeah, uh, Fulham, I want to say, I feel like it's like a managerial problem. Um, I don't know if... They're like they're definitely not big enough for him to be sacked. It's that guy. Is it Scott Foster? Marco Silva? Marco Silva, it's the Portuguese guy. Yes. Um, I don't know. Uh, I just feel like their team's better than this. They've been really poor most of this season. Um, it's just hard for me to believe they're this poor. Um, I feel like he could be on the hot seat, but Brighton. Um, not as big of favorites as you would expect, but. Sam and I talked pre-pod. He didn't realize Solly March when I talked about it earlier this week. Um, he got stretchered off. Yeah, so he's done for the foreseeable future. And apparently Welbeck is too. He came off with a knock, but he just sat back on the bench. So I thought he was okay. Uh, apparently he's done for the foreseeable future as well. Um, so that's two really big pieces. They just won midweek against Ajax, who stink this season. Um, but they won 2-0 pretty convincingly. Uh Ansu Fati, another goal. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is all Brighton, even despite missing two of their best players. Yeah, I mean, Fulham haven't created or shown anything for us to justify saying they should be in this game. Um, just honestly worried about Solly March. But Brighton have shown over and over again when they lose players that uh, they're fine replacing them. So I, I'm sure they'll take care of business. It's just I'm a little afraid to put my money behind that something to monitor though the last five games um fulham have three wins and a two draws really yeah who have they played though they played no some oh, no, no 
I'm not saying in, in real life. I'm saying against Brighton. Oh, oh my God. I was like, that's not – there's no way. <laughs> no, Fulham don't even have nine points this season. Yeah, my God. Well, they have they have, a, they have 11 actually, but still, yeah. No, against Brighton though, which is almost as crazy. Three wins and two draws the last five. That is very impressive. Interesting. So maybe that's, maybe that's another reason for not as long of the odds as we thought, but – yeah, I still feel like you have to take Brighton, especially with the promise they showed at the end of that City game. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's all Brighton, especially at home. We're going to see. Uh, this game is at another 10 o'clock game on Saturday. Oh, no, this one's on Sunday. I didn't realize we were already on to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they play on Sunday at 10. Yeah, Brighton minus 190 feels like the right call. All right. Yeah. Um, Moving on, Villa, Luton. Luton fade. Is it back? It is fucking back. Um, <laughs> Villa minus 400, give me it. Villa minus one and a half, give me it. Luton stink. Uh, they are really bad. Um, I'm just not going to let them get away with this. It's at Villa Park, so we've established Emery has turned that into a fortress um, there's no way they don't get three points here. There's absolutely no way. Uh, I would be shocked. Um, uh, it's all Villa. It's all Villa. Maybe Ollie Watkins bags a goal, but maybe Ollie Watkins bags a hat trick. <laughs> this is going to be one way traffic. Villa have been really impressive. Um, I definitely don't think. I definitely don't think Andres Townsend drops a free kick in. Uh, in between 30 players and scores. Definitely don't think that's happening. I don't think that's a recipe to replicate, no. All right, so we've got Liverpool hosting Forest in the next game, also at 10 a.m. Just another slaughter from what I feel like. Um, I'm going to check the team news in a second, but this is at Anfield. Um, Forest have been bad. Just dropped points in a terrific fashion to Luton, and I feel like there's no positivity they can take away from that result, leading them into like a massive game at Anfield. I don't know. Uh, this is all Liverpool for me, um, unless I'm missing an injury. Uh, the odds are similar to Villa, um, Luton, so it's Liverpool minus four ten, I believe. I almost like the Aston Villa pick better. Um. Liverpool kind of coming off a lackluster performance against Everton, but it was in a derby. Uh, but yeah, Forest have not been great overall. Um, their capitula- capitulation against Luton gives me like zero confidence that if they were to go up in this game, that the same kind of thing wouldn't happen to them against Liverpool. Um, I would say like if Forest happened to snatch a goal early, I would definitely bet Liverpool live. Um, cause I would definitely see them coming back in this game. If they snatch a goal early, we will tweet out to like a official loyalist tweet that we, you should bet Liverpool live. Um, yeah, their team news, Cody Gakbo is back, which is huge. I love Cody Gakbo. Um, I feel like he doesn't get used the correct way in this Liverpool side, despite uh, me liking Klopp as a manager. I feel like Gakpo doesn't always look comfortable in this team. Um, but He's back. Curtis Jones suspended, which isn't a huge loss, in my opinion. 
and then Bashkatich and Tiago are unavailable, but they should be fine. Um, I like Liverpool a lot in this game. Uh, Taiwo Owoni, that really good striker for Nottingham Forest, is a doubt. Um, so is Nuno Tavares, Arsenal Loney. So I don't know, man. One thing I wanted to shout out last pod, though, uh, I think um, Elanga is really good. That guy that United sent to Forest. I've been really impressed with him this season. Um, so him being on the right could give Trent Alexander-Arnold fits. We're pretty well documented that we don't rate him as a defender. Um, rate him plenty as a player, just not necessarily a defender. Um, it's weird. At the end of last season, they tried the inverted fullback thing with him, and it was, like was wonderful. Like All the fans were like, Klopp finally did it. This looks amazing. And then he hasn't really been doing that as much this season. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Langa has been pretty positive. Kind of their only positive uh, route overall. Um, but yeah, Trent has been much better. Uh, people forget that he had that weird stint where people were saying he's like one of the worst defenders in the Prem and all that stuff. He should be dropped from England, but he's come back and he's been fine. Um, so I, I just don't have any reason to support Forrest in this situation. Uh and I think Liverpool will probably take care of business. Liverpool are unbeaten in their last 24 home league games against Forest. Yeah, checks out. That one makes Forrest sense. Haven't, Forest haven't won at Anfield in, since February 1969. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from there, we have the only marquee matchup this weekend. The Manchester Derby. Um. Big picture, Holland seems to have his form back. Liver, uh, City looked themselves in that first half against Brighton. Obviously, Rodri's back, and they're minus 150 because it's at Old Trafford and it's a derby, but I feel like that's a minus 150 that you just have to snatch up while you can because they are so much better than this United team. Like It's not even a little bit close. You can only hope for chaos if you're United. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, like, United have kind of had City's number, historically. Um, And by historically, I mean, like, the past few years. That was kind of dramatic. But the the thing is, how United want to play, like, it's exactly what City want to do. You know, they want to have all the possession in deep, and then they just want to play a long ball that lets them out. Uh, Do I think that'll work? Maybe, but probably not. Um, I feel very confident about City in this game. And it's kind of the same thing that I just said. Uh, if City go down, like I will definitely be betting City if they go down in this game. Um, I, I just think that it's just way too much for them to handle. Uh, we're assuming Harry Maguire starting at center back? Assuming they're 3-0 and in their last three games with him starting, which is cool. I don't know. That's a correlation I like. but Yeah, um, yeah give me Holland. Um <laughs> to just absolutely dominate that matchup. Uh, I, I love that matchup just in every aspect. So, yeah. Akanji's, Akanji's out with the red, um, but there's not many chances you're going to get City at minus 150 against a team of this poor caliber in United. So I think despite any cheese you could expect from a derby, this is just a value you have to take as a as a gambler. Um, when we And we will. We definitely will. Um, 
Anything else? Any Sancho update for me? No, he's been dabbling in Call of Duty. Um, I guess he likes it. I don't know. So I read a report today that he's <laughs> banished from all senior uh, areas. Um, and when he when he goes to the dressing room, he has to be locked in one sector so as to not disturb the young players either um, to complete his personal training. Doesn't sound great. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's Very destined 2020. To, he's destined to exit in um, in January. Just a really rough situation just because Ten Hogs demanding his apology, which he probably should. I mean, Sancho seems like he's being a little brat about it, but not great when your other option is Anthony, and he came back, but he still sucks. Oh, God. Anthony is so bad. <laughs> Oh god! Like that—that's the thing. Is that's really why you have to take City. Is like they're starting Anthony and Harry Maguire, not sarcastically. Like, and that just—you just can't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casemiro was suspended for the one-nil midweek victory against Copenhagen, uh, but obviously that doesn't have anything to do with this game. Uh, Martinez is still out. Shaw is still out. Malasia is still out. Obviously, Sancho is still out. Uh is coming back soon, but he's still out. So I feel like this is just good value for City more than anything. You're just getting old Trafford value um, and the fact that United have been able to beat City in the past. But this is just such a good City team. Like This game is probably over in the first half, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't hate a look at the first half either. Um, will you pull that up? Um, okay. I'm going to be... Let's start this off. We're going to – so that's our match week, uh, match week 10. Um, and we've got some tasty picks. In the uh, We've been in the lab, um, and this is our week. We are at least going up a unit. Also, I didn't. we didn't give ourselves enough credit last week. Since we finished even, we actually did go up a unit thanks to your midweek France uh, – your international break France pick. Oh, cheeky. We love to see that. So – in the last month, I think we are up um, one unit, 1.25 oh, something like that. All right. What's up, buddy? We, we have our pick. Okay. What do you got? First half, Man City, plus 115. To win the first half? Yes, to win the first half. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that is that worth two units? Oh, man. It could be. I mean, City are good in the first half. City were the City looked back to their best team in the world form against Brighton first half. Mm. I don't know. Is is that a trap? I don't know, but I'll take it. That one I'll fall into. Man City plus 115. We don't have to do it for two units, but I, I definitely think that should be one of our picks. All right, let's do that for one. So we don't, you don't normally like doubling up, but... My biggest thing, I, I was going to propose two units, and I think if we end on three, if we no, if we end on an even number, if we end on two or four picks, then we'll put this for, no, that doesn't make sense. We're going to make sure we don't end on, we're going to make sure we don't end on an even number. So if we end on an odd number, right, so if we end on three, then we'll put this one for two units. Um, so this pick that I'm really a fan of Arsenal minus 950 parlayed with 
Villa minus 410, home against Lewin, or Villa minus 400. Uh, Liverpool minus 410, home against Forest. Parlayed all those three with City minus 150. That's plus 186 for four teams I just definitely think won't lose. Um, and we'll see. I definitely think that should be one of our picks, whether it's two units or not. I'll leave up to you, Sam. I just think that's such good value. I know it's four legs, so it's a little bit scary, but it's plus one eight, plus one eighty six. Yeah. Okay. I wrote that one down. Um, the next one I want to propose is Bournemouth plus one fifteen. Bournemouth have played a lot better than their results indicate, and I think they're like sizably better than Burnley, and they need this game. All right, we could put it down. I mean, listen, we always say a lot of good things, and then we pick the wrong things. So we'll put it down. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Um, all right, and then I have a nomination here. Uh, Brighton, Brighton minus 190, parlayed with Bournemouth Burnley under 3.5, minus 270, and that's total plus 109. Plus 109? Yep. I love that. Okay. I think the under three and a halves for these games are going to be, I think those are pretty solid. I like that. I think, we, I think we've stumbled upon something there for sure. Yeah, I definitely think that's that could be something going forward. Um, my next pick, uh, Newcastle Wolves over two and a half parlayed with Villa minus 400. That is plus 113. And if you say no because we already have Villa, then I'm fine with that too. Which is the over? It is over two and a half. No, for it's what? Minus, oh, Newcastle Wolves. It probably goes three, right? I feel good about three, even without Isaac. Um, Wolves have been pretty good attacking, and Newcastle have been kind of getting some buckets. All right, well, let me throw two things at you. Keep that one written down. I'll, I'll give you a maybe. Um, we've disavowed every goal score one so far, but maybe it would be fun to do one. Ooh. And I just think this is good value. Uh, Watkins is minus 115 to score against Lewin. Okay, I like that. We can do that. Okay. Um, I mean, we can throw a lot out this weekend. It, who the fuck cares? What's Watkins minus 115 and Villa Moneyline? Um, let me pull that up if you want to pull uh, give me your next pick if you have one. Yeah. Um my next pick is a sprinkle. Um it's kind of, it's honestly a troll pick. Uh City minus two and a half, Arsenal minus two and a half, plus ten sixty-eight. Listen, it's good value. <laughs> if we even if we wanted what if we just called it 0.25 units? What if we just put for because then if that hits and it's 0.25, then you're up 2.5 units. If we just did 0.25 units on that, then it's 2 point. Because it's 10 to 1 for two things that like easily could happen. City to have to win by three or more. Arsenal have to win by three or more. I'm okay with that. Like the sprinkle, but it has to be like a, like a responsible sprinkle. Yeah. It's, not, it's obviously not for a unit. Um, of course. 
I mean, I, the thing is, I worry. I worry about City in a derby winning by two and a half. Um, I just feel like that would be insane. Like, if you think United it'd be crazy lose, if they won. You think it'd be crazy if they won three 0 or four one? No, I don't. Like, I feel like if United lose three 0 like I feel like Ten Hag could actually be on the hot seat. <laughs> He's already kind of on the hot seat. That, that's why I think it's crazy. That's fair. Um, they also start Maguire, so that's also fair. Um, that's a good point. Villa money line, Watkins anytime goal scored plus one hundred two. Let's do that. That sounds okay. great. Okay, that's fine. All right. Should we? Should we? I don't know. You tell me what you want to do with the sprinkle. It's your call. Let's let's pick our four to six and then decide. Okay. I love. I love your plus one eighty six. Arsenal money line, Villa money line, Liverpool money line, City money line. Plus one eighty six. All right, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just do a unit because even if that hits, it's plus. You're almost up two units because it's. I plus agree. 186. Okay. I agree. All right, so no need for the sprinkle. Um, I love Watkins minus one fifteen Villa money line plus one hundred two. I just feel like if you can bet Villa plus one hundred two against Luton, feel like that is incredible. Do it. Throw it in. Walk us to score Villa to win plus 102. Yes. That's a good pick. Love that. Um, Brighton, Brighton Moneyline, Bournemouth, Burnley, under three and a, I feel like this is what we should do. Get rid of one of Bournemouth Moneyline or the Brighton, Bournemouth, Burnley under parlay. And I'll let you pick. Honestly... I loved my Brighton Bournemouth Burnley thing, but I'm less I'm less afraid of Bournemouth to get their first win only because like we started talking about um we started talking about Bournemouth being in a relegation six pointer and it being like Bournemouth Burnley one of them has to win and they're definitely staying up for that week, whatever. They're definitely going 17th if they win that game, either team. So just from that, I feel like there's a chance it gets blown wide open. Okay. Yeah. Does that make I, sense? I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree. I agree. So you, let's do Bournemouth money line then. Um, it's terrifying. Us betting on a team that hasn't won a game in nine weeks, but yeah. It sure is. Uh, and then the next one is City first half money line plus 115. I think it's sharp. Okay, I love. I lo- I mean, I love that. Uh, give me that all day. Uh, and what are we, are we at? Four. That's four. So if you if we want to do the Newcastle over two and a half and Villa minus four hundred, that's plus one thirteen, and then it's a five piece. I'm down with that. Or if you, I'll leave it up to you. I'm down with that. Or I really love the thing. The plus one eighty six. We can make it for two units if we're ballsy. And then we're either up or down. I think we just do. I think we do Newcastle over and Villa minus four hundred. I okay. I like that one. That's fine. All right, let's do that yep. then. Then we have three things tied to Villa. It's my only thing. We do. 
We do. But they're playing Luton at home. So but Luton fucking stink. The Luton fades back. That's all. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a major fluctuation, but the Luton fade is back. So we got a oh five piece. God. Nice little five piece. I love that. And we'll t- we'll tweet it out so it's nice and organized for you people tailing or fading at home. Um, I f- I felt more confident last week, but I think we are making the most out of a shit slate. And we're making some of these bad games fun. And that's what we're here to do. So, I believe. Right now, I feel like when, like, Batman is trying to, like, climb out of the cave. But he can't because he has the rope attached. And we just disconnected the rope. That's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) That's apt. That's astute. Um, Yeah, we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, You know, Premier League's back for another... Wonderful match week. Can't wait. I'm excited. And uh, up the Gunners, as usual. Yeah. Uh, I just want it on record. If Luton win, uh, I'm retiring from the podcast. Okay. All right. We'll line up replacements. Um, so send in your resumes um, and what you're good at. Uh, just in, if Only send them if Luton win to the loyalistpod at gmail.com. Um, Let's round them out, though, real quick, our picks, so we have them neat before we sign off. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. We got City, first half money line, plus 115. We've got City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Villa, Parlay, plus 168, all money line. Uh, We have Newcastle, Wolves, over two and a half, parlayed with Villa, plus 113. We have... Watkins to score Villa to win plus 102 and then what am I missing I hate to say it Bournemouth plus 115 <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm missing Bournemouth plus 115 all right all right that's fine that may have been um, a Freudian slip <laughs> <laughs> probably was all right um just over an hour not bad uh anything else Sam no that's it Let's cook. Let's cook. Let's finish fucking on top for once. Let's fucking go, dude. I'm ready. All right, we'll see you next time. Peace.